Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What the Pell is up, Pelicans fans? My name is Elliot Clough, and I am your host of Believe in the New Orleans Pelicans. It's been a hot minute since I've joined you, but we had a good weekend for our beloved Pelicans. Two wins, 2-0 and oh, since the All-Star break. Both games on the road. Friday over the Blazers this last week, 128-115, and then, of course, on Sunday, 115-101 over the Warriors but like I said, both on the road, both good wins to start this momentous five-game stretch that I've talked about. Um, two different types of wins that we saw here, but but we saw good characteristics in both. And for the Blazers game specifically, the Pels led from start to finish, really just dominated. And there were parts, of course, where the Blazers uh, got the game a little bit close. Carmelo Anthony hitting some shots, especially over Zion. And I think that's Zion's weak spot. It's just not having experience right there. But uh, the veteran went over a veteran team. Hassan Whiteside plugged up the middle for six blocks, I believe it was, maybe more. Um, uh, but really just a, a win over a veteran team that was was dominant from from start to finish the the Pels look good on national tv really starting to get a lot of recognition uh, you know we expected this with the return of zion but this team is playing good basketball right now and getting wins over veterans teams and then of course young other not so highly touted teams like the golden state warriors and this was a comeback win very different than the win previous in not just age but in style of win because the Warriors actually had a 12-point lead at one point in this one despite the the clear discrepancy in talent. I mean, you got to factor in Andrew Wiggins in there, guys like Eric Pascal, but when you're starting guys like Damian Lee and Jordan Poole, clearly the Warriors are not where they could be in terms of depth and in terms of talent, but the energy was high for the Dubs early on in this one, and the Pelicans never wavered. It was clear that the the Warriors had a lot of momentum at one point in time, but it was a comeback win. Uh, Fewer turnovers than average in this one for the Pelicans. They did look good in terms of moving the ball around and and not turning the ball over. And that's been a big weakness for the Pelicans early on this season. I believe they're third in the league in turnovers, but you're just going to run into that with younger teams. I believe it's the Cavaliers and the Hawks who are ahead of the Pelicans in terms of turnovers this season. So, it, it's just it comes with the youth. It comes with the territory where all these three teams are at. Um, but fewer than 16. 16 is about where you're going to run into being league leading in turnovers. But just 13 in this one, and they really shored that up towards the end of the game. I think it's becoming clear that the Pelicans are really a second half team, and with that youth, they've got just another level of of energy of 
of fitness that these other teams might not necessarily have just because they are aging. So what the Pelicans have for advantage also, with the return of Zion, you've got bully ball, you've got hard-nosed basketball, you've got jumping after loose balls. I mean, it's it's tenacity. It's, it's good, hard-fought basketball. And you can make up for some of those not so great shooting nights or or nights where you're not moving the ball around with that type of tenacious ball play and that's the type of thing that Zion Williamson adds to your basketball team. And now in terms of both of these games, we looked at each game separately, but both games it was ball movement. Don't you go back inside, man. I'm just trying to ball with my breasts. And uh, pun intended. Uh, you might not like puns, but here we are. Ball movement. Lonzo Ball should be in the running for most improved player of the year. He is orchestrating this offense so perfectly and playing so confidently that he is arguably, I would probably say, not top five point guard in the league, but he's really getting close to top 10. Lonzo Ball really, really starting to shine in New Orleans with this transition from being a Laker to a Pelican. He's commanding the offense, and the pair of him and Zion will be tough to stop for years to come. Also, speaking of confidence, he's just shooting the ball so much more confidently than I believe the NBA has ever seen from Alonzo Ball. His free throw percentage is 15% better, which is drastic. He's only shooting 56% from the line, but prior to that, it was 41%, and that's a huge, huge difference. So he's making more free throws than he's missing. That's the bottom line. He's three. His three-point percentage is better, and he's averaging about two points per game more per contest than he did ever before. He's played more games this year than he did all of last year. And if anything, get away from the stats. Let's just remove the stats. For anyone who has watched Lonzo Ball previous two years, or even at UCLA, to now, he's a completely different player. It's exactly what I said just a second ago. Confidence. And I don't know what the difference is necessarily between L.A., and New Orleans in terms of culture, in terms of who he's playing with. I don't know what the exact thing is that has brought Lonzo Ball to this level of play that we just haven't seen yet. Bazo needs to be in the running for most improved player of the year. Obviously, we've been talking about Brandon Ingram there. He's an all-star for the first time in his career. He's scoring at a rate that we've never seen. But Lonzo and Brandon could really be in that conversation. Zoe is not quite to the caliber that Brandon is, obviously, because of the all-star appearance. But Zoe is looking good. I think he separated himself from his dad. That's got to be a huge factor in it all. None of us really enjoyed that. I'm not sure if any of you have seen the return of the big baller brand, but Zoe and LaMelo appear to have nothing to do with it, which is going to be huge for both of them. Huge for LaMelo's draft stock coming in this summer. And whether or not that's it, we we don't really know unless Lonzo were to tell us what exactly is going on. But, you know, it appears that 
these players, those two, Josh Hart necessarily hasn't improved drastically from his time in LA. I think he he's just a little bit more mature and a little bit more further along in his years than the other two were, considering he played all four years in college. But all three guys are playing great ball. Brandon talked about it. I talked about it this last episode that he said this transition from New Orleans to LA is really what heightened his level of play. And I think it would be fair to say that it's the same thing for the other two. Um, it, it's just forced them to mature, forced them to play a different type of basketball, and they just look like they're having fun and they're playing good ball. And another another good piece for both contests is that it's, <laughs> it's Zion freaking Williamson. He's doing this against guys like Hassan Whiteside and guys like Eric Pascal. And when I say he's doing this, I mean he is the most dynamic, electric personality and player we've seen in the NBA for a long time. And he's doing it extremely early on in his career, having had that injury, having spent so much time on the bench. We're seeing such good basketball from Zion Williamson early on. He's now fit. He's doing work under the boards. He's getting blocks. He's doing oops every single game. The knee doesn't appear to be affecting him at all. We saw a three-pointer again, once again, from him against the Warriors on Sunday night. First time since his debut. So Zion is doing it all over the court. He's getting blocks. He's he's just too quick or too big for anybody to handle. He did work against Hassan Whiteside. Despite the fact that Hassan Whiteside did have six blocks in that matchup on Friday, Zion did do some bully ball against him. Whiteside is seven feet tall and 235 pounds. And then Zion turned around and did the same thing on Sunday against Eric Pascal, who's 6'6 and 255. These are two extremely different body types, but two of the biggest body types in the NBA. And Zion's able to do work against both. It's not fair what the young man can do. He's 19 years old, 6'6", 285, and he's dominating nearly everyone he's matched up with so far in the NBA. It's that simple. You know, I'm almost afraid, in hosting this podcast, I'm almost afraid of talking about Zion too much and saying so much about Zion, of what his qualities are and what make him so talented and so dynamic and so much better than any rookie we've seen in the last probably, I don't know, 15 years the explosiveness and I'm afraid because I feel like I'm going to talk about him too much because it's so easy to talk about him this guy is going to be MVP one day if he I would not be surprised if he gets rookie of the year having not played half the year John Morant is playing really good basketball his team is by record better than the Pelicans right now So, I don't blame the NBA if they decide to go with Ja. But Zion is clearly the best rookie this year. And I don't believe it to be close. Now, for the matchup tonight against the Los Angeles Lakers, the Pels have actually started exactly the way they needed to in this huge five-game stretch that I have mentioned. They're 2-0. Beat two teams that they should have beaten, Beat the Blazers without Damian Lillard. Beat the young, San, or excuse me, I almost said San Francisco. Golden State Warriors. Both handily at the end. 
The reason this stretch is so important is the fact that they do play the best team in the West twice in the Los Angeles Lakers. And one of those games is tonight. It's in LA, and the Lakers have an 81% chance to win and are favored by eight, according to ESPN. In these pre- previous two matchups, AD had 41 and then 46 in their last two meetings. That will be the problem tonight that the Pelicans will have to address in terms of how they defend Davis along with how are they going to stop LeBron. And that's everybody's problem when they're faced up against these Los Angeles Lakers. And then, of course, all the shooting that they've got around them, guys like Danny Green, guys like um, uh, Avery Bradley, etc. Davis is listed as day-to-day, but I'd be surprised if he doesn't play especially against his former team, especially when he's gone off these last two games against the Pelicans. Drew Holiday had 29 in the first matchup against the Lakers, and Lonzo Ball led the team in scoring with 23 on January 3rd. To say the least, with all that I said about Lonzo, he cannot be the leading scorer for the Pelicans if they're going to win. Lonzo is a facilitating point guard. He runs the offense very well. He plays very good defense, but he cannot lead your team in scoring and have the Pelicans win against the best team in the West. That's just not the way that the Pelicans can win this one. Obviously, it's probably going to be Drew. It's probably going to be Zion with the way that this, this team has played so far this season. And speaking of Zion, few have been able to stop him this year defensively. And if the Lakers want to neutralize him, I really think they're going to have to use Anthony Davis because JaVale, while he is a good defensive player, JaVale McGee, who I'm talking about, of course, is just can't keep up with that speed and he's not as thick as as Zion is and AD just has that length and that quickness that can keep up with him if anybody can keep up with Zion Williamson and if it's AD he will have to be a little bit more conservative on the offensive side of the ball more than likely because Zion's just difficult to guard anybody who guards Zion in the NBA sleeps really well that night after because they're just exhausted because that dude is the definition of bully ball So the goal for the Pelicans really should be one-on-one matchups for Zion and AD when they're on the offensive side of the ball. So Zion can at least try to do everything he can to get a body into AD, to to try to score on one of the top players in the league and make him a non-factor on the offensive side of the ball. So maybe, maybe Derek Favors can be the guy on the offense or defensive side of the ball when he's matched up with JaVale McGee. Maybe it can be Drew. Maybe um, it can be B.I. B.I. might be matched up with LeBron too. So we'll have to see. But um, the goal will be to try to get A.D. off his game, get him tired, get him uh, away from the basketball on the offensive side of the ball, and let Zion do work, hopefully score. And the Lakers haven't seen Zion yet this season. They haven't seen him uh, in a matchup yet. So that will be the advantage for the Pelicans tonight. The game is in L.A. and it is at 9 p.m. on TNT, once again on national television. So excited that we'll be all able to watch that game tonight. A reminder, Pelicans fans, go follow me on Twitter. You'll be getting a lot of sports content there. It is at Elliot Clough. Same for Instagram. And you know what? You have any questions, feel free to hit me up on Twitter. You'll either get a response there or on coming podcasts. If I do it on a podcast, I will make sure to mention you. So, hey, give me a shout out on Twitter. Or you can always hashtag what 
the Pell is up. And while you're here listening, subscribe, leave a rate, review, and the more you do that, the better guests we're gonna get, the better quality quality content we're gonna be getting for you. I'm gonna be trying to get a guest coming up here soon from my writing network, Fansided. Make sure to go follow Believe on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and you can check out a plethora of their other podcasts on Believe.com, or just head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can check out my Pelicans coverage on Fansided's Hoops Habit page. You can just search Elliot Clough on that website. Don't forget to shoot me those questions on Twitter. It is at Elliot Clough or hashtag what the Pell is up. And once again, I am Elliot Clough, and this was Believe in the New Orleans Health For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.